Hello, and welcome to Great Souls, great stories presented by The Seagull Project. I'm your host, Gavin Reeb, and this is our greatest hit series, where we showcase our top listened and downloaded stories since the podcast began. First off, all the way back in October of 2020, which does seem a whole reality away, we released our third episode, Time's Signature. Today, we will check in once again on perhaps my favorite story of that episode, Solo on the Drums, by Ann Petrie. This fantastic and driving story is read by Reginald Andre Jackson, with drums by Christopher Icassiano. Check out the full episode wherever you found this, and don't forget to donate to The Seagull Project as we celebrate our work over these difficult years. Enjoy. The orchestra had a week's engagement at the Ran Lert Theater at Broadway and 42nd Street. His name was picked out in lights on the marquee, the name of the orchestra, and then his name, underneath, by itself. There had been a time when he would have been excited by it and stopped to let his mind and his eyes linger over it lovingly. Kid Jones, the name, his name, up there in lights that danced and winked in the brassy sunlight, and at night, his name glittered up there on the marquee as though it had been sprinkled with diamonds. People who pushed their way through the crowded street looked up at it and recognized it and smiled. He used to eat it up, but not today, not after what happened this morning. He just looked at the sign with his name on it. There it was. Then he noticed that the sun had come out and he shrugged and went on inside the theater to put on one of the cream-colored suits and get his music together. After he finished changing his clothes, he glanced at the long mirror in his dressing room. He hadn't changed any. Same face, no fatter and no thinner, no gray hair, nothing. He frowned, because he felt that the things that were eating him up inside ought to show, but they didn't. When it was time to go out on the stage, he took his place behind the drums, not talking, just sitting there. The orchestra started playing softly. He made a mental note of the fact that the boys were working together as smoothly as though each one had been oiled. The long gray curtains parted. One moment they were closed and then they were open, silently, almost like magic. The high-powered spots flooded the stage with light. He could see specks of dust gliding down the wide beams of light. Under the bands of light, the great space out front was all shadow. Faces slowly emerged out of it, disembodied heads and shoulders that slanted up and back almost to the roof. He hit the drums lightly, regularly. A soft, barely discernible rhythm, a background, a repeated emphasis for the horns and the piano and the violin. The man with the trumpet stood up, First notes came out sweet and 
clear and high. Kid Jones kept up the drum accompaniment. Slow, careful, soft. And he felt his left eyebrow lift itself and start to twitch as the man played the trumpet. It happened whenever he heard the trumpet. The notes crept up higher, 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 so high that his stomach sucked in against itself. Then a little lower and stronger, a sound sustained, the rhythm of it beating against his ears until he was filled with it and sighing with it. He wanted to cover his ears with his hands because he kept hearing a voice that whispered the same thing over and over again. The voice was trapped somewhere under the roof, caught and held there by the trumpet. I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. The sound took him straight back to the rain, the rain that had come with the morning. He could see the beginning of the day, raw and cold. He was at home, but he was warm because he was close to her, holding her in his arms. The rain and the wind cried softly outside the window. And now, well, he felt as though he were floating up and up and up on that long blue note of the trumpet. He half closed his eyes and rode up on it. It had stopped being music. It was that whispering voice making him shiver, hating it and not being able to do anything about it. I'm leaving. It's the guy who plays the piano. I'm in love with him and I'm leaving now, today. Rain in the streets. Heat gone, food gone, everything gone because a woman's gone. It's everything you ever wanted, he thought. It's everything you never got, everything you ever had, everything you ever lost. It's all there in the trumpet. Pain and hate and trouble and peace and quiet and love. The last note stayed up in the ceiling, hanging on and on. Man with the trumpet had stopped playing, but Kid Jones could still hear the last note in his ears and his mind. Spotlight shifted and landed on Kid Jones, the man behind the drums. The long beam of white light struck the top of his head and turned him into a pattern of light and shadow. Because of the cream-colored suit and shirt, his body seemed to be encased in light. But there was a shadow over his face so that his features blended and disappeared, his hairline receding so far back that he looked like a man with a face that never ended, a man with a high, long face and dark, dark skin. He caressed the drums with the brushes in his hands. They responded with a whisper of sound. The rhythm came over, but it had to be listened for. It stayed that way for a long time. Low, insidious, repeated. Then he made the big bass drum growl and pick up the same rhythm. The Marquis of Brund, pianist with the band, turned to the piano. The drums and the piano talked the same rhythm. The piano high, a little more insistent than the drums. The marquee was turned sideways on the piano bench. His left foot tapped out the rhythm. 
His cream-colored suit sharply outlined the bulkiness of his body against the dark gleam of the piano. The drummer and the pianist were silhouetted in two separate brilliant shafts of light. The drums slowly dominated the piano. The rhythm changed. It was faster. Kid Jones looked out over the crowded theater as he hit the drums. He began to feel as though he were the drums and the drums were he. The theater throbbed with the excitement of the drums. A man sitting near the front shivered and his head jerked to the rhythm. A sailor put his arm around the girl sitting beside him, took his hand and held her face still and pressed his mouth close over hers, close, close, close until their faces seemed to melt together. Her hat fell off, and neither of them moved. His hand dug deep into her shoulder, and still they didn't move. The kid sneaked in through a side door and slid into an aisle seat. His mouth was wide open, and he clutched his cap with both hands tight and hard against his chest as he listened. The drummer forgot he was in the theater. It was only he and the drums, and they were far away, long gone. He was holding Lulu, Helen, Susie, Mamie close in his arms. And all of them, all those girls, blended into that one girl who was his wife, the one who said, I'm leaving. She said it over and over again this morning while rain dripped down the window pane. When he hit the drums again... It was with the thought that he was fighting with the piano player. He was choking the Marquis of Braun. He was putting a knife in clean between his ribs. He was slitting his throat with a long, straight blade. Take my woman. Take your life. Drums leaped with the fury that was in him. The men in the band turned their heads toward him. Faint astonishment showed in their faces. He ignored them. The drums took him away from them, took him back and back and back in time and space. He built up an illusion. He was sending out the news. Grandma died. The foreigner in the litter has an old disease and will not recover. The man from across the big water is sleeping with the chief's daughter. Kill, kill, kill. War goes well with the men with the bad smell and the loud laugh. It goes badly with the chiefs with the round heads and peacocks walk. It is cool in the deep track in the forest. Cool and quiet. Trees talk softly. They speak of the dance tonight. The young girl from across the lake will be there. Her waist is slender and her thighs are rounded. Then the words he wanted to forget were all around Kid Jones again. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. He couldn't help himself. He stopped hitting the drums and stared at the Marquis of Brand. A long, malevolent look filled with hate. There was a restless, uneasy movement in the theater. He remembered where he was. He started playing again. The horn played a phrase, soft and short. The drums answered. The horn said the same thing all over again. The drums repeated it. The next time, it was more intricate. 
The phrase was turned around and went back and forth and up and down, and the drums said it all over exactly the same. He knew a moment of panic. This is where he had to solo again, and he wasn't sure he could do it. He touched the drums lightly. They quivered and answered him. And then, it was almost as though the drums were talking about his own life. The woman in Chicago who hated him. The girl with the round, soft body who had been his wife and who had walked out on him this morning in the rain. The old woman who was his mother. The same woman who lived in Chicago and who hated him because he looked like his father. His father who had seduced her and left her years ago. He forgot the theater. He forgot everything but the drums. He was welded to the drums, sucked inside them, all of it. His pulse beat, his heart beat. He had become a part of the drums. They had become part of him. He made the big bass rumble and reverberate. He went a little mad on the big bass. Again and again, it filled the theater with the sound of thunder. The sound seemed to come not from the drums, but from deep inside himself. It was a sound that was being wrenched out of him, a violent, raging, roaring sound. As it issued from him, he thought, this is the story of my love. This is the story of my hate. This is all there is left of me. And the sound echoed and re-echoed far up under the roof of the theater. finally stopped playing. He was trembling. His body was wet with sweat. He was surprised to see that the drums were sitting there in front of him. He hadn't become part of them. He was still himself, Kid Jones, master of the drums, greatest drummer in the world, selling himself a little piece at a time, every afternoon, twice every evening, only this time. He had topped all his other performances this time. Playing like this after what had happened in the morning, he had sold all of himself, not just a little piece. Someone kicked his foot. Bow, you ape! What's the matter with you? He bowed from the waist, and the spotlight slid away from him down his pant legs. The light landed on the Marquis of Brun, the piano player. The Marquis' skin glistened like a piece of black seaweed. Then the light was back on Kid Jones. He felt hot, and he thought, I stink of sweat. The talcum he had dabbed on his face after he shaved felt like a constricting layer of cement. A thin layer, but definitely cement. No air could get through to his skin. He reached for his handkerchief and felt the powder and the sweat mix as he mopped his face. Then he bowed again. And again.
like a, not like one of those things, you pull the string and it jerks, goes through the motion of dancing, pull it again and it kicks. Yeah, he thought, you are hot, all right. The jitterbugs ate you up and you haven't any place to go. Since this morning, you haven't had any place to go. I'm leaving. It's the guy who plays the piano. I'm in love with the Marquis of Brun. He plays such sweet piano. I'm leaving, leaving, leaving. He stared at the Marquis of Brun for a long moment. Then he stood up and bowed again. And again.